This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Well, I feel like the bionic man, uh, sort of. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo, Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. Matt, hope you're having a, a great week as we finally are, I mean, I don't even know finally, unfortunately, it might be the word. The week after football season ended, there's no more football for a while, man. Yeah, well, it stinks for now. I think I'm really going to miss it when we get to kind of the doldrums of when sports kind of start to wrap up. When I got to Sunday this week, I did not miss football. I know I will down the road, but I think that a nice little break will do us all some good. Yeah, for sure. Um, We have a little bit of a break here, and that's the Combine next week in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. We'll be there. Uh, you got free agency in March, the owner's meetings at the end of March for some other business stuff to tie into. Then we're in the draft month, and that's always visits and top 30 visits and those kinds of things. And then the draft at the end of the month. And then, of course, scheduling. We got to get Mike North on the pot again. I'm sure we're going to try and do that in the meantime. So I say, Bionic Man, uh, real quickly, just want to touch on thank you so much for all the well wishes, people reaching out, social media. You may have seen, uh, had a bit of a, of a procedure. I don't even know if I call it procedure or surgery, but I, ha- I now have a pacemaker, actually, uh, in my chest right here. And, um, I just want everybody to know like how this came about really quickly. This has been in the works for a while. Nothing suddenly happened to me. Um, since I've been in high school, I have passed out several times. And a couple of years ago, it was found that I have a condition called neurocardiosyncope. And what happens with neurocardiosyncope is essentially, whereas anybody listening here, pretty much anytime you get a little lightheaded, you lose a little blood in your head, normal everyday stuff. Your heart recognizes it and pumps harder to get the blood flow again. Mine doesn't do that. It's literally a communication issue. I've taken tons of stress tests and my heart is really healthy and strong, which is great news because my father died of a heart attack at 48, actually, which was why it was scary when these things were happening and going through the tests, but everything is good there. But finally, Matt, because I had an incident where I actually hit my head and had to go to the hospital and, you know, thinking, you know, that was really scary. I said, okay, you've been telling me doctors for a while I need to do this. I'm going to listen to my doctors finally. I'm going to go do this. Got the pacemaker and um, shouldn't pass out anymore, which is really good news. And um, I'm happy I did it. And shout out to the incredible people at Mercy Hospital Buffalo who did an amazing job, their entire staff. And what was funny is 
They told me I'd kind of be awake and have a little bit of local anesthesia, but Matt, they reeled me in and then they wheel me out. And I said, what's next? What, or what? They said, well, you're done. I had no idea. I was in there for like an hour. It was all done. So it's all good now going forward. But thank you so much for everybody. I just wanted to give an update on what exactly happened because a lot of people thought that I had some sort of incident last week. It wasn't like that. There's been several incidents over the last several years. And finally, it came to a point where I needed it to stop. Well, I'm glad that we're being able to talk right now and that you're doing well. I saw you in person yesterday at the Sabres game and you yep. looked healthy as ever. I'm also glad that you're talking about it because I do think this awareness helps other people yeah. when they've got to consider what they need to do to try and be healthy. And while you were talking, I was actually looking it up because I knew there was a pacemaker connection to Buffalo, but I didn't know exactly what it is. I believe the yes. first ever cardiac pacemaker was like in the United States, the procedure was done in Buffalo. I think that's what the connection is. I know. I think the person who invented it came from Buffalo. Well, I see a lot right? of different stuff. That's what I thought oh, okay. too. And then I looked it up and then there was a bunch of different layers to it. So if you're listening okay. to this, I guess just tweet us or send us a message. If that's actually what it was, I thought the pacemaker was invented here, but then I found a bunch of different stuff. Maybe the cardiac pacemaker as we know it was invented here, but there was like right. a prior iteration of it that was invented somewhere else. So I don't know, but it's obviously it's a big procedure. And when you said that, when you said, you rolled out and you're like, okay, what happens next? I had a similar situation. I had ankle surgery last year and I was under anesthesia. And I remember waking up and not knowing that the procedure like had happened. Yes. I was like, so what's going on? And they're like, well, it's done. And I'm like, it's done. And then I remember looking down at my foot and seeing the cast around it. And I had never had a cast around my foot and I immediately felt itchy. And I was like, oh no, this is how you're going to feel for the next several weeks. This stinks, but I'm glad that you're feeling well. So um, the first time I ever passed out, I remember I was actually in high school. I was a junior or senior, I believe one or the other. And we were in class and we were in science class and you remember or health, but you know, do you ever have those classrooms where you sit at a table with two people at a desk and there's another yes. table with two people at a desk, right? So I'm sitting there and there's a girl next to me and I started not feeling well. And I kind of thought I put my head down and I did, I put my head down and then apparently I passed out and I fell kind of into her lap and I'm not trying to make fun because it's a serious situation. But now I look back, my friends all told me like they thought I was trying to like get with the girl or ask her out or something like I was doing because I fell into her and I was like into her lap and I'm like, no, I passed out. But that was the first time I remember it. But I do remember that story because of that, because my friends are like, wait, dude, like you like put your head on her shoulder. We were like, what are you doing in the middle of class doing something like that? Um, so that happened. But yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the awareness part is right. That's for sure. And then the mm -hmm. only other thing is real quick. I can't lift my left arm over my, my head for six weeks because they don't, mm -hmm. they want the, 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 the wires not to stretch. That is challenging for me. You know, do you know, do you know when I actually lived it? My son scored a goal in ice hockey the other day and I lit and I cheered and I threw my hands up in the air. And I'm like, wait a minute. I can't do that. Those are the you things I have to that. worry about. I can't do that. I get it. Okay. One so hour. I do have a sling. I can keep it in, but I don't have to wear it all the time. And I should have had it on, I guess. So anybody who is listening to this, I'll post the picture later. Can you see this picture? That I'm I showing can't you put right it up now. a little closer because it's got a glare on it. That okay, is yes. me yep. on a that is me on a stretcher in the hallway oh, of my parents' house after passing out, probably in like 2013, 2014. Ooh. But I have the picture because once it was clear that I was okay or that I was going to be okay, 
the people who responded to the call were the volunteer fire company that I lived a mile from. And all of the volunteer firefighters were all of my best friends growing up. So <laughs> they took pictures of me as I'm getting rolled out of my house on a stretcher. And for a while, that was like the fantasy football picture for our group message and for our fantasy football league. So I also have passed out a couple times and ended up in the hospital. The first time that time, I guess, was like a dehydration thing. I was working mornings. I was working mornings in local news and I was like not sleeping at all. And I was dehydrated and I just got super sick and I ended up in the hospital. But yeah, hopefully anybody listening to this, you don't have passed out stories and you have not ended up in the hospital and it does not require procedure like Sal had to get done. So at least if you're listening and you're hearing us, just remember your health is important, your family, your yeah. friends, you know, make sure you stay on top of all that stuff. But thank you for all the well wishes. The bills have Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline zero people on their team, I think, that qualify for the franchise tag, right, Matt? I mean, let's just start there because it is the franchise tag window. As we record this today on February 20th, it is the day the franchise tag window opens. Nobody's getting the franchise tag. The only people you didn't think about it, or at least you'd say the top three agents for the Bills are Gabe Davis and Daquan Jones. Neither is deserving, correct? No, neither of them is going to get the franchise tag. No chance. <laughs> and, and I don't think either is deserving of that. However... We are wondering what Gabe Davis is going to get on the open market, assuming he's mm -hmm. going to get there. Gabe Davis, the night before we record here, posted on his Instagram story about an eight-minute long video, which really kind of feels like and seems like a goodbye to Buffalo. Now, since that video is posted, I've reached out to some people who are close to Gabe, and I've learned that it's not a goodbye, but it's an appreciation for sure. But they also know it's a reality, and it's a business, and mm – -hmm. Anything can happen here. So I just want to say that don't take it as a complete goodbye, but there's certainly an acknowledgement and understanding on both sides that he may be on another team next year. Yeah, knowing what you know and knowing what I know, I am still anticipating that Gabe Davis is playing elsewhere next season. That is what I'm anticipating happens. But I'm also not completely closing the door, and I don't think the Bills are completely closing the door either. It will be very tricky because I think Gabe Davis is in a spot where like he has clearly earned a nice contract from somebody. But the Bills, I don't think are in the market to give that contract to somebody when they have the questions about Gabe Davis that I think a lot of the fans have. And it's can he be a legit number two wide receiver for me? I think the best way to address that this offseason is using a premium asset on a receiver a top draft pick, maybe even trading up to try and get one of those top guys, whatever the case may be. Gabe Davis, though, I still think could be a really nice player in this league. It's just how does he fit into a team? Does he fit into a team where he needs to be the number two? Because then you might have those inconsistent performances where there's flashes and then there's games that are leaving you asking for a lot more. I feel like Gabe Davis is right on the border of is he a really good, is he an elite three or is he a good two? And I don't think the Bills are going to be able to pay him like a good two. I think they would love to keep him as an elite three, but I think he's going to command way more than that. I agree with that. Last year, the top receiver 
money was only 11 million a year. I say only because some of the guys were really making the top money or up in the stratosphere there. But you think about Jacoby Myers who was a free agent last year, Juju, $11 million a year. I think maybe DeAndre Hopkins came over the top of that or right around there, uh, maybe a little bit, a little bit later in free agency because he had waited it out a little bit. But even that seems pretty steep. You know, if you, if you just add on a little inflation from year to year, Gabe Davis is in that market. I don't think the bills can do that, nor should they do that because you are tying up assets with, you know, Stefan Diggs and what his contract is. And that's a separate discussion, but assuming Stefan mm-hmm. is back on the contract he has, I mean, you, you just can't really justify that for a guy like Gabe Davis when you're in a cap crunch. Now, if this was a team that had $50 million to spend, okay, get, get creative. You can do it. No doubt about it. That's just not the reality. It's not the situation. So to me, Matt, I tweeted this. This feels like a situation where both sides really, really want to make it work. Mm-hmm. But both sides also know that that might be very difficult to almost impossible. Well, for Gabe Davis, when you look at it from his side, you need to go get paid because now you're getting into the prime of your career. You're looking for the big contract. But you also in Buffalo have Josh Allen and you have an aging Stefan Diggs. So conceivably, you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you've got a team where there should be even more opportunities for you to be involved in the offense. But there have been those gaps where you haven't been involved in the offense. So maybe you're looking for a change of scenery at this point. I think for the Bills, though, we could spend an entire – we should probably spend just an entire episode talking about wide receivers because I think it is far and away the most interesting decision that the Bills have to make this offseason. And even though I think they're open to have Gabe Davis back, I, the Instagram video to me doesn't really change anything. It just is kind of like I, nothing changed. I didn't expect him to be back. I saw the Instagram right. video. I still don't expect him to be back, but never say never, I guess. Okay. Well, what, let me ask you this. Do, do you, by posting the video, do you think that that's a kind of a resignation of, yeah, this is it. I'm done. I'm over. Or do you no. still think that there's a possibility that they, hey, you never know. Maybe he says, hey, give me a vet minimum deal for one year and then have a cap hit. Have, like whatever creativity they could have. Uh-huh. Do you think that they could still try to work something out, even if it ultimately doesn't work out? No, it's like posting your resume on LinkedIn or like your demo right. reel before you're about to become available in your contract. This is a, still a business. That yep. video is posted for other people to see it and say, oh, point. yeah, Gabe, it's, that's 100%. This is all strategy. Nothing happens by accident. Social media is a tool to try and get people, for our case, to follow us, to look at our work, to see us, to make ourselves present. For those guys to build their brand and also to let other people out there know, like, look at the way the video ended. It ended with his stats. That's not an accident. That's not like unintentional. That is very intentional. So that was posted to kind of remind everybody like, hey, I think I'm one of the top guys available this summer. Somebody come pay me a bunch of money. And if that's the bills, then great. I'd love to stay. And I really appreciate my time here. But if it's not, I'm going to make a ton of money. The combine is when a lot of this stuff usually starts to happen. Agents are there. GMs are there. Front office personnel are there. So we should start to hear a little bit more. Remember, you remember last year, Matt, that's when we found out that Tremaine Edmonds was going to get paid somewhere. The combine was the buzz of Edmonds is the guy. Someone's going to get him. They're going to pay him a lot of money. And that's when we kind of realized, okay, as much as it seemed like it might not work out, it's not working out between the Bills and Edmonds. Do you remember what else happened on the first day of the combine last year? Leslie Frazier. Yep, that was Leslie yeah. Frazier last year. So, yeah, no, it's it's always the time <laughs> I think people start to get the itch a little bit. And it's also – I want to I want to make this incredibly clear. Sal's going. I'm going. A lot of our colleagues are going. You trust these people, but also do not completely – like if they say there's no chance we're doing this, 
that does not mean there's no chance they're doing this. That's right. It means no, maybe they're even thinking about it. So just pay attention. The smoke screens of the draft we always talk about also start in Indianapolis because a lot of the things that we are told are what they want us to hear, not what might actually happen. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, so you brought up Leslie Frazier. And by the way, you're right. We should spend a whole episode on wide receivers since we – burnt already the first 14 minutes of this one without it. Let's save that for another day. I do want to talk about a couple other positions as well, but I want to talk about the coaching staff for a second, Matt. 